0: Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Welcome to Fitaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Coach Larson, joins the show. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with Larson. Larson, welcome to the show, Fadeaways and Fundamentals. What's up, girlfriend?
1: How you doing? I'm good. How are you?
0: <laughs> I am blessed. It's a beautiful day in San Diego, about 75 degrees. We just got done training um, for two hours, so yeah, I'm totally blessed. I'm loving it. I'm uh, doing the doing the thing. How about yourself?
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna go get some shots up uh, soon, probably after work, and then uh, you know just my regular my regular stuff you know just always in
0: the gym <clears throat> right on right on so let's dive right in real quick so as of right now you are a skill trainer is that correct correct okay right on and uh whereabouts are you doing that now i noticed that you were in florida new jersey uh so where, where are you about now right
1: now um i'm in south florida uh broward county um so i county sometimes the Thompson county as well um and yeah it's been going good uh, I, i've been doing this for a year now um i also work in mental health um so i've been you know balancing the balancing goals and hopefully I, i'm just going to start doing it full-time
0: great 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 that sounds cool so let me ask you this you know with basketball training you see a lot of mental health things not only with College players, high school players, youth players, based on their backgrounds and and where they're coming from, whether it's their home life, broken up homes, all of that. How do you do? How do you balance that with with the basketball realm while you're coaching? Um. Well, you you How do I deal with it? Well, how, no no? How do you how do you do you you know since you're in mental health as a career uh-huh. also do you, how, do you also try to help that aspect? while you're coaching the game?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, always on and off the court. I, I try to, you know, young adults, you know, to just uh, be positive, you know, because a positive mentality is very important on and off the court. You know, if um, if you uh, mess up a play or, you know, you're, you're not making as many shots, you know, you have to have that positive mentality to turn it around, you know. Um, you can't be so hard on yourself. And I think that's, you know, it, like I said, you know, it's on and off the court. You have to have that mentality life in order to get through anything you know um yeah but yeah i always i always push a a positive mentality for sure
0: i i totally agree with you i have a son and uh and a daughter but my son plays he plays high level basketball you know he has ryan wazuki training him a few times a week we were just with him right now uh he trains with jordan Lolly. Um, and he has another fitness coach, um, Alex Johnson. So he gets to hear a lot of their voices and everything they, they preach is positive. It's all positive stuff. But the thing is, there's times where I notice he's down on himself and it's like, that's a mental thing. It's like, Hey, all these people believe in you. I believe in you. But for me to say how great you are and other people to say how good and talented you are it doesn't matter what we say. It matters what you believe in your heart or what you're telling yourself inside your own head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's. I mean, it's It's everything. You know, it's like, what, 90% of the game of, you know, your mental toughness. Um, you got to be able to bounce back. And, you know, um, I, I mean, I love it. I love the positive, positive energy and stuff like that. I try to bring that, you know, anywhere I go, really.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let me let me ask you for a piece of advice. I mean, I'm talking to you as a parent right now. Like I said, there's there's games my son will go to a game and it'll play 12U because he's 12. And he'll hit 7 for 10 behind the arc. Totally smooth, in rhythm, slowing the game down. Then he'll go play a 13U game. We already know that the arc is the same distance. And he'll hit 1 for 4, 1 for 5. And then he'll turn around as we're coaching and he'll just be like, I'm not going to shoot no more. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? He's like... I miss four in a row. It's like he's in his own head. Like he's rushing through his shots. I'm like like how do you know, you're in you're in that field of um you know, the, the the mental aspect of it. How how do you reach a kid? What would you tell them or how do you diagnose that? How how would you do that?
1: Um, well, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, he needs to go out and uh, like play with older kids. Um, because I think that will boost his confidence, and he'll realize that you know just because maybe they're a year or two years older than him, you know that it's it's irrelevant. That you know it's who's working harder, and um, you know I, I really just believe that's all confidence. You know that's feeling really confident in, in in playing with older kids. So I would suggest to him to go out into the, the you know out into the street, out to the outside court, and just play. When I, was, um, when I was, like, uh, in middle school, I was playing with high school kids. You know, and I'm talking about junior and seniors, and they're all guys as well. And I really believe that that that's instilled a, a confidence and a, um, you know, a drive in me um, to also want to work, that, work harder, you know, to become better as well. Um, so, yeah, I would always uh, just kind of push them to keep playing, you know, keep pushing and realize that this is nothing in, in the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? In compared to the bigger picture. Um, that he's going to have a lot of games where he's going to be off, and there's going to be games when he's playing crazy good, you know. And that's just part of the game as well, you know. Um, and it also goes back to you know um, having that positive mentality, being able to bounce back, bounce back after tough losses or, or tough games, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel you on that yeah. one. So um, yeah, so I, I got some other questions for you, uh, Mrs. Uh, White Tiger. <laughs> yeah, I did oh, a little throw in it for back, you. Huh? Yeah, you know that. Yeah, I got yeah, you on that funny. one. I like that name. Um, so how how was like playing from JUCO to D one? How how did that go for you?
1: Um, well, I started at D one. Um, so I, I started at the University New Hampshire. Um, I didn't really like um the culture there. I uh, I was just in a different place in my in my life. And, um, and then I transferred to a Juco, and then I went back to a D1. Um, the reason why I went to a Juco was because I didn't want to sit out, and that was the only way that I wasn't, I wasn't going to um, be able to sit. By. You know, the only way I was able to continue to play without sitting out of here. Because, um, you know, for the NCAA, if you come, come from a D1 and go back to a D2 or a D3, uh, you have to sit out of here. So oh, okay. in order for me... Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said that completely wrong. <laughs> if you go from a T1 to another T one, you have to red shirt and sit out of here. Um, so in order to avoid that penalty, I, I, you know, I went to a two coach to continue to play. Um, so um, So I mean, basically all the transitions, it was it was tough at first, I'm not gonna lie um, but uh, I loved my teammates, you know, and they, they really pushed me. Um, and, you know, I just, I just wanted to play really at the end of the day. That was, that was, that was my drive, you know, just playing. I mean, I still play every day. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I don't, I don't really know. I just, I just did it, you know, I just do it. I
0: just did it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I feel you. You know, especially with like how you said you were in a rough part of your, you know, basketball career and stuff. Um, trust me, I know I've dealt with, uh, two back injuries very young i had back surgery at 18 um I had another one right before i turned 21 so i did wow. that and i you know i i went through that emotional roller coaster um of basically looking in the mirror and going i am a basketball player yes at at that time i was very uh tunnel vision you know because there's more mm-hmm. to life than just basketball um yeah. But that's what I felt. Like I felt like my identity was gone. So I had a very, very bad roller coaster experience of just not like I was just lost with my identity. I was lost with my athleticism, you know, and I, I ended up resenting the game and hating it for a while. I, I wouldn't say hate it, I just fell out of love. Um
1: mm-hmm. but I'm
0: I'm back, you know, on full force of, of loving a game more than I could ever love it um how how did you deal with that emotional roller coaster um what you were saying that you were going through and 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 did anybody help you out through that
1: um to be honest i i don't i don't think so um i think i just i I deal with a lot of you know um issues you know within myself and um you know it it wasn't really it wasn't really uh an emotional roller coaster for me it was just I had just like an enormous drive, like I said, to play and um, to to, to prove and to show, you know, my capabilities, Um, and I just felt like I was given a lot of opportunities, to be honest, and and I'm grateful for those, you know, I I had transferred two times, and I played and started at every single school that I went to, Um, you know, so I, I had the talent, and I, felt like I was actually seeing that, that one-on-one coaching that I never had growing up, you know, in order, to, in order to get me to those next, next levels, um, if that makes sense. So I think it was really just one-on-one coaching that I never had as a child. I never had someone that was like believed in me 100,000%, you know? Um, so, you know, I realized that I, you have to, you have to sometimes be that person for yourself. And, um, uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. I believe that, you know, it's really irrelevant to what other people think. It's about how I feel about it, how I feel about it inside and um, just working hard, you know, every day.
0: Absolutely. No, I get you. I mean, I, I, w- one thing that when I when I started to get to where I was able to like run or jump mm-hmm. and, and, and be able to be in that moment of that, what was therapeutic for me was literally just me, a court, and a ball, and whatever my brother made, my brother was a uh, was a DJ, so whatever mixtape he made me, and, or just like, he was just like, at home, creating his own mixes mm-hmm. and being like, hey yo, check this out, tell me if it's fly, you know, and it had every, everybody yeah. on there, you know, anybody from Lost Boys, Looney's, E forty, Pac, Big E, Big L. Like I just threw that on, but I had to be left alone. Like I couldn't have yeah. my two older brothers watching me. I did not have to have my, my dad watching me. It was just like that was my therapy to get me through it. It was like I, I just needed to battle my own demons with inside and 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 prove to myself that I was able to play at a high level. Um did you yeah. did you, is that what you had to do? And and if you did, because I'm a huge huge uh, fan of music because of my brother whether it's it's anything from salsa music to hip-hop to reggae to funk um mm-hmm. what what did you listen to
1: um i listened to to be honest in college i listened to uh j cole uh Friday Night Lights. Um, this was when he wasn't big at all and nobody knew about him actually at the time and i was really into his underground music and um he motivated me a lot, especially Friday Night Lights, that album, I loved it, um, and then I started to get into uh, reggae a lot, and uh, reggae basically has been it for me for, uh, for a while now, I love the conscious music, um, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I listen to reggae, I listen to a lot of different things, but definitely when I'm in the gym, um, I'll play a lot of conscious music, I don't know why, but it just motivates me, and uh, yeah, so that's that's what I do now, for sure.
0: Okay, I like that. That's cool. See, I always like to get into that little head of people of what they like to listen to, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I think we all listen to, like, you know, just random things. I mean, it it seems random to other people, but, you know, um, I just, I I don't know. I think it's interesting what what motivates and inspires each individual, you know?
0: Absolutely. I, I love the fact that, you know, you could be in the gym with a ball, and you don't have to listen to just hip-hop. But there's other yeah. genres of music that people listen to. Like, my buddy Ryan Rizuki, he's a big skill trainer out here in San Diego, and he loves to train to R&B. Like, that's his jam. Like, he's just like R&B. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm, we listen to, listening to 90s R&B, Dre. I'm like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like 90s R&B. I, I wouldn't think of listening to it. While we're training, but, you know, have at it, you know, much respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how about the bonds and relationships? Like, I created so many bonds and relationships through basketball um, from my childhood till now. How about you? Did you – how many bonds have you created from the game? Um, Definitely a lot. You
1: know, I I mean, I feel as we get older, we always connections with people. Um, but those are like especially when i was younger i was always playing with guys and i talked with a few guys that we be at the basketball before i mean literally from like 7 a.m to like 8 p.m especially during the weekends you know um and i i've always had like great great memories of those experiences in those times although we don't really speak that much um but i definitely have built a lot of a lot of even as i'm older um just in, in basketball you know because i feel like if, it's a culture, you know, and you have that that understanding or that even that verbiage that we use that other people that aren't familiar with the game or familiar with that that environment they'll look at you like what what are you saying you know but um, for us it's just so it's so normal you know yeah. Um, so
0: No, I love it. I mean, a, a couple of my friends that I've known since junior high school, I still talk to now at least once or twice a month and see nah. them a couple times a year, and it's all because of the game of basketball. You know, we, we're we big sneakerheads. Uh, we're we're big in, in, in our basketball teams and our college teams, so we're always talking trash and, and making wagers yeah. and, you know, and, oh, did you see yeah. this shot? Did you see that shot? Oh, did you see this move? Did you see that move? Like – it's yeah. a lot of fun, you know? Um, um, in, in in the game, let me ask you this. What what do you think as a skill trainer, what are three important pillars a basketball player needs to be successful?
1: Important, I'm sorry, I didn't get
0: the important what? Uh, important pillars, like uh, three important aspects of the game that they need. Okay, um, I definitely
1: would think um uh footwork for sure is number one i mean the game is definitely changing um for sure it's getting quicker um but i definitely think footwork is you know it, it's so important at this point um compared to when i was growing up um and i would say uh, strength and also people might people might uh, go against me with this but i definitely think it's um Making sure I don't know how do I say that? Uh, pre- prevention of injury because I feel like we're going so hard at this at, at this level at this time, like that we need to be able to prevent injury, because everyone's destined for injury, and I don't think we we, we as a culture, a basketball culture, like tend to practice those things. yeah um,
0: No, I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent clear on yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, the same way. Sure. No, I feel it. You. It's just
1: not advocated for. It's not like coaches don't talk about it. Coaches don't—they they kind of like overlook that aspect. That I think is very important. If you want a, a, like a long career, you know? And that's what these kids are training for. These kids are training at a very young age and very hard, you know. Um, and I, I think it's so so important to keep the body healthy because um, you know that that's what's going to make you last long, you know. Um, so,
0: oh, yeah, definitely that. Definitely for sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm feeling you on that. You know, I've had two back surgeries, and I just had my, my Achilles tore um, playing a couple of months ago. So I had surgery on that, so I lost more athleticism there. So I preach to my kids, stretch. You have to stretch, number one. Yeah. My wife is a chef. Chef Perano is uh-huh. off the chains with her cooking. So... Lot oh lot yeah. of berry. <laughs> oh, we, we do a lot of clean eating, a lot of vegetables, a lot of raw mm-hmm. food, um, you know, so I, I preach that too. I mean, I preach that all the time in practice. I mean, it, the kids think I'm crazy. You know, they're eating hamburgers and hot dogs before games. And I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? And I got, I got a yeah. son and a daughter. They're eating, you know, a turkey sandwich with avocado. They got homemade hummus, Yeah. you know, sliced cucumbers and zucchini and, and kids are looking at my kids like what are you eating but it's you're really you're right it's all about that recovery and it's all about sleep and hydration that's huge yeah
1: yeah for sure
0: get off that gatorade I
1: think we, i'm sorry
0: what get off the gatorades
1: <laughs> yeah I mean that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic, you know, as far as nutrition and, and taking care of the body. I mean, we definitely are, you know, lack um lack knowledge in that in that area, you know, and um that's what I try to, you know, push on my athletes, um, although that's probably the hardest thing to push. <laughs> but yeah.
0: No, I mean I know it. I mean you're a vegan, right?
1: Um, yeah, I am. Correct.
0: See? So I mean so you know. You know, you know what's up with food, with clean eating, so that's good. I commend you for that. For
1: sure, yeah, yeah. You know, people people spend a lot of time counting calories and looking at the carbs, looking at the proteins. When you know, I, I really, I really don't don't do that at all. Actually, um, I kind of look at the chemicals that I'm consuming. I make sure that you know, I try to eat as less chemicals as possible. Although there's chemicals in a lot of that, you know, we do eat. Um, so I try to you know most of my food. Um, I mean, definitely all vegetables for sure. You know, add a lot of like quinoa, um, bagun, beans, and things like that. Um, and you know, just a variety of, of different vegetables and, and stuff, you know. Um, and people, people are sleeping on the veggie game, though. You know, oh, I like, know.
0: <laughs> Believe me, I know. Believe me, I know. It's so good. <laughs> it is. Like, me and my boy Ryan, right after we got done, we went to the smoothie shop and i got kale beets spinach yep. celery um uh, ginger lemon and my base was a little bit of oranges oh and my my yeah. daughter my daughter wanted some uh some uh uh what is that uh strawberries in it so yeah. that was ours uh-huh. and ours tasted like earth which i liked my daughter drank it too me and my daughter shared a large Ryan got a straight up yogurt. It was yogurt in it, and I think he said strawberries and orange juice. And I was like, "Bro, that's all sugar." He goes, "No, but it's fruit." I was like, "Bro, that's terrible."
1: Yeah. Compared to what yeah. I got, I
0: was like, "That's terrible." Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: funny. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely love the love the um movies, you know. I'm, I know you know, clearly, as you're saying. But yeah, I love all that stuff. Stuff great,
0: great So what was your favorite move to hit somebody with in a game?
1: Um, right now it's the misdirection cross. I, I love it. I love it. Um I I, I just to be honest, I, I I'm very creative and I like to play that way. I don't like to think about Moves. I obviously need to practice different counter moves and different moves of course, but I, I kind of just love to free, free play, like like I'm playing to the street, you know, that's where I grew up, that's how I learned to play, and it's, it's just, when I have the ability to create on my own, I feel like I do better, you know what I mean, yeah. instead of having these, these moves in my head, like what I'm going to do, and you know, things like that, I don't play like that, I kind of just go, you know, I just go. Read and
0: when react, read and react. You know?
1: Yep, yep. Reader react,
0: correct. Absolutely. There you go. Yep. I like that. Well, who was your favorite player growing up?
1: Alan Iverson. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're both from the basketball community. You gotta have a favorite sneaker. You gotta have a favorite basketball sneaker. whether it's a yeah. Jordan or anything, what is it?
1: Uh mine is Kobe. I love that well I, I, I mean I used to love the Kobe. Now I like K D sneakers.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now if people yeah. can find you, where can they find you at? They want to look you up.
1: It's uh, well you can find me at, you know, on Instagram of course at ko.larsonhoops. Um and then probably at any LA fitness cuz I'll be there to so, see you need to get a little one-on-one a little three-on-three. I'm always down to play.
0: <laughs> okay, well there you go. Well, thank you so much uh courtney for being on my show i greatly appreciate it and for you listeners out there uh subscribe uh, leave us a rate and a review
1: and with that we are out